Hey 49ers fans, it's 49ers fan girl Tracy here as always with SoCali Steph. Hi Steph. Hey Tracy, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing well. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, it was nice to have a bye week and not lose yesterday. Um, we are joined by 49ers beat writer for the Bay Area News Group, Cam Inman. Hi Cam, how are you? I'm good ladies, how are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. So I guess let's just, we'll get down to it. Um, 49ers had a bye week this week, um, and as I said, as a result of which they didn't lose, which was kind of refreshing um, to not be thinking about that on a Monday. But they still made the news, and they are in a bit of a fight with the city of Santa Clara. Cam, I thought I'd let you start and talk a little bit about that and what's going on and, and how you see that resolving itself, if it does. Oh, I think it's just they're, they're squabbling over money and who, whether the city wants more money out of the Niners and whether the Niners are saying we're giving you a lot of money and you don't have your facts right. I mean, that's pretty much the only news that came out of it was that the Niners had a pretty uh, staunch declaration that what the mayor is saying is, is false, that uh, they're taking money from the general fund. So, I mean, in terms of political infighting, that's, it seems to me it's just a money money game right now between those two. I wouldn't... I wouldn't read into it. I don't think the Niner, I don't think the city of Santa Clara is going to kick the 49ers out of the stadium uh, and let us play in there for some mud football games on the weekend now. So I think it's it's a little bit. Uh, I think it's just a lot of squabbling over over the uh, the dollars. And if the 49ers are are on the cheap, it wouldn't be surprising to me. But uh, at the same time, that they're they've come out and said this is how much money we're generating for the cities. I think they something like over five million dollars over the last two years, which. I'd actually think of, they probably would have generated more considering how much money goes into that place besides games, but also concerts. But I really don't know how the whole stadium finances work, and I really don't even know how the 49ers' defensive schemes work at this point. <laughs> well, there's so much about the 49ers that doesn't seem to be working um, that it's right. <laughs> that's totally fair. It is amazing, though, with this organization that cannot seem to escape drama. It is no, it's, that's what they do best. It's chaos, and if it's if there's no chaos, then it's something about the quarterbacks. It's always the quarterback, the coach, or some kind of an off-field drama. And uh, I'll give them credit; there hasn't been too much off-field drama over the last year, except for a Bruce Miller arrest on the eve of uh, on the eve of the season, or or perhaps retirement here or there the last year. So uh, right now, they're doing all their chaos on the field with how badly they're playing. And also, um, I don't want to jinx it because it is only Monday, but it looks as if we got through the bye week without anyone getting into trouble with yeah, the law. Not, I'm never going to say that until we actually see everybody <laughs> on the practice field on Tuesday or in the locker room. I, there, we, there's so much that can happen that we don't know about. Uh, true. We don't really know how what these guys are really like at all. And I'm around them every day, and I'm not going to be come near telling you that they're all angels. I don't know what these guys do, and I don't want to know. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, the other thing is whether, um, you know, the, whether they were going to make any, I think that was a big question going into the bye was, were they going to make any, any trades? Were they going to make any changes to the coaching staff? Was Trent Baalke still going to be uh, the general manager? Uh, and it, it, right now it looks like it's, uh, they've stayed the course, and that's kind of the vibe I was getting from Jed York when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago that, he thought things were going fine, which is alarming because they're not going fine. But that's, that's Jed's way of saying, uh, I'm, I'm not going to panic. So, I wonder what it would take to panic. because um, probably, probably at the sight of Jim Harbaugh sitting in the front row of one of his games and, and hoisting a number one finger at him. That would, the vision of that is so incredible. 
Um, with, with his with his baseball mitt, like he was like he was at Wrigley Field this week. Yes, that would be incredible. Um, how about the Michigan Wolverines? I am a Michigan alum, so um, really, I am. I'm I'm one of those very rare people that. Um, was very torn. I mean, I really did want him to stay as coach of the 49ers, but I guess if he had to go, lucky me, um, my team is number two in the country. Um, yeah, that's a great place. I've been through Ann Arbor. I enjoyed Ann Arbor. Got my hair cut at Coach and Fourth, whatever Bo Schembechler's old barber was. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Ann Arbor's a great, great city. I, I, I was going to say town, but I even think, I don't even know that that's a fair term I for think it. Town's, I think town's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, but there's so much. I use I used to tell people there's so much culture, and they'd be like, "There's football." <laughs> like, no, there's so much culture, but it it all revolves around the football team. But um, yeah, so lucky me, I still have um, Jim Harbaugh in my life. But in some ways, it just makes me miss him more on Sundays. <laughs> um, um, but so we moving out of the bye week. They are one and six, which apparently <laughs> staying the course seems to be the way to go. Um, yeah. The Saints come to town on Sunday. Steph, from a fan perspective, um, they're one in six. There are nine football games left to play, which sounds horribly painful. What are you thinking about going into Sundays? What do you look forward to, if anything? I don't really have much to look forward to as a fan. I mean, they're just very bad. Everything, they it seems like they start with, you know, the scripted plays in the beginning, and they do really well. And then they can't adjust after that point. I think that there's a lot of deficits on the team. There's no playmakers. I mean, even Cap himself is probably the most exciting because he can actually make things happen, but he's not an accurate passer at this point. He's still, you know, learning the guys. And, it, you know, it's not pretty. And so, I, and even the defense is making a lot of mistakes. And, you know, there's been cries about, you know, Neil and all the different things. And, you know, I feel like we've just kind of talked over so much about, you know, there's only so much that that defensive coordinator can do with the players he has. I mean, there it's not an immensely talented roster right now. So it's there's a lot of cracks. And, um, you know, I'm hoping they can kind of play better <laughs> be more competitive and that's kind of all I'm looking for I don't even know if they're going to win another game this season which would be tragic but you know of course I want them to win but I don't know at this point if they can I do not think they're going to win another game this season I, and, all, and, and like and I, it's, it's kind of funny but I, I mean in all seriousness I actually really don't believe they will win another game this season but Cam you are there every day um, and I believe, and I believe they will win at least one or two more games this season. Okay, that is that is encouraging, isn't that sad? Isn't that so sad? That's encouraging that they can go two and four. That you think they can go two and fourteen or three and thirteen? Well, I mean, their their schedule is it's you have the Patriots that are seven and one, and you know they're the only other team that's really out there that you got to watch out for are the Falcons and the, and then the Seahawks at the end of the year. Otherwise, they're playing a bunch of teams that are below 500. So the way the parity is set up and other teams are going to get hurt and the Niners can't do much worse than they've been playing is uh, it'll circle around and they'll get a couple more wins somehow. They'll probably get one or two that they should win and then one or two that they shouldn't win, but it just falls into their lap. So, Well, that is encouraging. Um, but they, I mean, they are bad. They are a terrible football team. There are so many deficits on this roster. They look... I mean, it's very similar to last year. They look completely unprepared. 
Um, and, and Cam, you mentioned that in the beginning um, and kind of, you know, joking and not understanding their schemes, but they don't look like they understand their schemes. Well, they do in the first quarter. I mean, right. that, so that means that <laughs> they are prepared and then they just can't make adjustments or they run out of talent or the other team's, uh, their talent overtakes the 49ers. So, uh, yes, there's, there's deficiencies on the talent side of the ball. Uh, there's you don't have the great leadership that you did back in the years. You don't know which quarterback really to rally behind because you staked everything and gabbered all offseason and all training camp, and then it just wasn't happening with him because there's just a myriad reasons why. But then you had to go to Colin to see what he had left, and right now you're just going, I'm not sure this is any better. He is a little bit better as a running quarterback than Blaine is, and he's, he looks better in the pocket as a passer than he had in past years. But I, you know, there's, there were games, and I tried to watch the receivers somewhat when we're up in the press box. And you'll send four guys out, and they're all four blanketed. They can't get, they can't get open. And that's not Colin's fault. Uh, but oftentimes he'll also miss them badly with overthrows or balls in the dirt, which aren't great. So and that's kind of, that is the curious thing going into the second half of the season is, how much more do they want to see out of Colin Kaepernick? Because he's not, they're not committed to him next year. He's not committed to them. So he's auditioning for any team right now. So, so are all these guys. I mean, that's, that's the other thing you've got to factor in when you think about one or two more wins. There's, there's guys that are playing for contracts for not this season, for next year. And it's not going to look great on their resume to play for a really bad 49er team if they just mailed it in. And people look at that on film. And there's a lot of guys right now that, their careers can go one way or the other. They're really on the bubble, and a lot of those guys are trend bulky draft picks that have pretty much been on scholarship the last year or two that are going to be gone because they can't produce. This was their, their year to prove it or, or to beat it, and they're not working out. I mean, they gave Tank Carradine a one-year extension before the year, and it's really that's not that much, but you give him a little incentive, and he's a non-factor. And this is a second-round draft pick. They, he's with on so many high high draft picks it, it's that's what's cost them their depth and everybody understands that and everybody rips them apart for it and, uh that was just his strategy to try to build around the, the lines and the and the you know when when trent first came when i started back on the beat in 2011 their one of their first picks was alden smith and i loved it because i said i'd much rather have a pass rusher than a cornerback and going into this year's draft I felt the same thing. They needed a pass rusher badly. badly. They didn't need more cornerbacks. And he felt the opposite. And now you have all these cornerbacks that are, uh, you know, what happened to the guys that you drafted the last couple of years? I mean, those guys should be in position now. Instead, you have to get Rashard Robinson and Will Redmond. And they look, Robinson looks great. But he was a later round draft pick. So why didn't you take somebody else at one of the skill positions higher up? Um, that's a... Excellent question, <laughs> and I think one that we are all asking. Um, what do you think, Cam? Do you think Balky? Do you think at the end of the season he's gone, or you think the Yorks love him and he's staying, like it or not? Can I say both? No. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> this is a very free, open space. You can well, say whatever you want. <laughs> I've been I've been of the belief that one of my strategies was I really think Jed is is tied in with Trent. Judd also needs scapegoats every year, and it's been the coaches the last couple of years. And at some point, you have to look at the guy who's crafting the roster, and the roster is not there. But he, Jed's always had Trent's back the last couple of years, and has, has very much 
taken pride in having Trent as his general manager. And I think that if you're not convinced Chip Kelly's you're going to be your superstar coach that you envisioned, and right now with six straight losses, you can't be convinced that, uh, you're, you're not going to fire Chip after this year. However, if you're not sold on him midway through next year and you still have Trent on board, well, then you can, you can blow that whole thing out and you bring in an A-lister that gets personnel control and a coach or, uh, or a new GM who picks his coach, right? And you start from scratch that way. I suppose you could still do it this year and say goodbye to Trent and have Tom Gamble step in as an interim GM. But, but Tom Gamble shares many of the same philosophies that Trent does. And uh, he's close with Trent, so it's not like he's going to undermine him. And I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that Jed wants to, like I said, I think he, he thinks things are going to be okay, that these are young guys and they're going to develop. But if you really look at that roster, they're not as young as they say they are. I mean, you look at, they have a lot of veteran just mishmash all around that team. Guys that might even be out of the league, but they're playing on the Niners. And they're mixed in with these first and second year guys that are really trying to, trying to learn a whole new level of football. And so far, it's not come you know, the way they want it to. Uh, Steph, what do you think about that? I know we talk a lot about Balky, but I always wonder as each week goes on if your philosophy changes. I mean, the way I feel about it is pretty simple. Um, I just think that you have to blow it up at this point. Like that, I think that there's one common thread during these last, you know, these seasons, you know. And it's unfortunate that they couldn't work with Harbaugh. But I think it does say a lot about how Jed and Trent are a little bit dependent each other and their philosophies seem to be in line I mean I was absolutely appalled that they didn't you know use free agency in a good way when they had so much money to spend and I think you build a roster not just through the draft but you do it picking up free agents and they just didn't do it except for the fact they picked up I think their contract that contract was later rescinded and now you know he's got the you know injury um and he might come back at a later time or whatever, but he's not really, he's somebody that I think had a lot of promise at one point, but now I'm not so sure about it. I don't think that the people that have turned out, like Tate Carradine, has been a massive disappointment. And the people that, you know, went after him are, you know, really excelling on other teams. And that's, that's false squarely on Trent. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, I personally, I'm, I'm good with a total blow-up because, you know, that probably will be need more work for Cam over the off-season. <laughs> but I think that, you know, I think that it's just they have zero credibility right now. Zero. And I don't, I'm not sure players will want to sign with them, I mean, unless the money's there. But they also want to sign where they're going to be competitive and they can really show, you know, their skill set. And if they don't feel they can do that, you know, I think that they wouldn't really want to sign with the 49ers. So, you know, I was hoping that they'd be active in the trade because then they could actually acquire some quality talent. But I'm not sure that's even going to happen. So I don't know. I, You know, I kind of feel like they believe they're in a good place. And I think that their codependent relationship is kind of bringing them down in a lot of ways because they're not looking for, you know, a new vantage point here they are sticking with the way their philosophy is and if that means that the ship goes down the ship goes down 
Cam, do you believe if this team finishes 5-11 and 11, that they convince themselves it's coming together and they finish the last nine games with four wins and that they are on the right track? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, back to the point of, you know, whether they can bring guys in, I think that's, go back to 2010 to 11, right? Harbaugh was coming in and they had some veteran talent on the team, but they needed more. Well, he helped recruit these guys in, you know, you had the Dante Whitners and Carlos Rogers uh, that he helped bring in. Um, and Chip's going to have to do a better sales job because I think there was such a stigma around Chip out of Philly that guys also, there was no desire to come play for him. Well, he's kind of gone out of his way to become more of a player's coach this year, uh, at least so far. If the losing keeps going, these guys are going to turn on him fast. And I, I'm curious to see if they're going to be able to get guys in next year because they're going to have a ton of money again. So, yeah, you're going to have to sell to these other people out there. Look, you can come here and have a chance to compete in a great area. Uh, we're going to give you a good, sizable contract. You're going to be able to play right away. This is a, uh, should be a friendly system for you, even though it really hasn't been friendly the way they thought it would be. Um, and also, you know, Chip's going to have to probably bring in a couple different guys on his staff to try to, like, to, to just juice it up some and, because I'm not sure that he's got the right staff in place, especially on the defensive side. There's some really talented assistant coaches on his staff, but there's some that you're kind of head scratchers going, boy, this is the Niners were just, you know, they, they wait so long to hire some of these coaches sometimes, and some of the assistants gets plucked, where you wonder if, okay, if some guys come available next year, then, then Chip can go in and get them. Cam, do you believe, and I, I'm not, this is not a conspiracy theory, but I'm just curious, do you believe that some of those more talented assistants, though, don't want to come play for this organization and don't want to come work for Chip? Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it's the NFL is all the, you know, who you know almost, right? And mm -hmm. so they don't know Chip the way they know a lot of these other NFL coaches that have come up as coordinators or assistants, right? So... I, it is it is curious, you know, how things... I mean, you look at the, the Mike Vrabel situation, you know, Texans linebacker coach comes in, possibly be the defensive coordinator, and he turns it down. Well, there's a couple reasons why, maybe. Maybe it wasn't Chip. Maybe he looked at that defense and said, oh, heck no. Maybe he looked at the front <laughs> office and said, oh, heck no. Or maybe he looked at Houston and said, you know what? I like what we got here. I have J.J. Watt. Okay? I get to hang out here. Family's here. I'm going to stay. So that's not necessarily a reflection on the Niners. It's just it's a rebuilding team. So every team that's rebuilding goes through this. And look at look at the, the team that's worse than them this year is the Browns, right? They're 0-7. Well, who's their head coach? Their head coach is Hugh Jackson, the guy that all these Niner fans said that the Niners should have drafted or should have hired. And that didn't work out. Well, it doesn't look like Hugh's any genius in Cleveland right now. So you gotta you gotta balance out some of the criticism that the Niners get by also looking at the realistic prism of things. I think that's right. I don't. I actually don't put all of this on Chip. I don't. I'm very far off from being anti-Chip Kelly. I think he has, as we, as we've discussed um, here, a very deficient roster, and he just doesn't have a lot of talent to work with. And they have had a very tough schedule these first seven games of the season. Um, so I'm not super shocked by what I'm seeing. But I don't necessarily put it all on Chip. I put a lot more of it on Trent. Um, so, so we have New Orleans this week. Let's talk a little bit about that game. They're coming off an upset in Seattle, um, but a it wasn't their normal style of play. Their defense really stepped it up, and they have a pretty terrible defense as well. Um, 
but they come to Levi Stadium on Sunday. Uh, what do you think? What do you guys see happening? Um, I see Mark Ingram or Tim Hightower having like a banner day, whoever gets the start, because um, Ingram got benched yesterday after a second pretty bad fumble in as many games. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Cam, I'll start with you. Well, those are the two names you got to look at, right? Just the mm -hmm. way the Bengals run defense has just been terrible. But at some point, they're going to have to play better on the run defense. So, And the fact that they're at home, I'm thinking that the run defense is going to be okay. Uh, my problem, we still have Drew Brees running that offense, and Drew's mm -hmm. a master of picking apart defensive issues. Oh. So if, if these running backs don't do great, or they don't have to, like you got Drew that can pick it apart, and the question is going to be, are the Niners going to be able to keep up in a shootout? I mean, one of the best games any of us have ever seen was this, was a playoff game five years ago when these guys played. And it was so back and forth, back and forth, and that's when everybody all of a sudden was believing in the Niners and Alex Smith, and holy cow, they're able to keep up touchdown for touchdown with these guys. I don't know if this team has that playmaking. Well, I know they don't. They don't have that playmaking capability. I mean, we saw that in week two in Carolina. I remember walking out of that stadium, the first thing I said to Marcus Thompson was, it was it was galling how how they had no playmakers, and that was when they had a healthy Carlos Hyde. So Carlos Hyde's another person. This game we got to check in on and see if he's going to be back from a shoulder issue for the Niners because that will definitely help them keep up in a shootout. And whether Kaepernick is is uh, you know focused in on this game and it's he's really had an interesting season of, of balancing you know the social activism and his professional job. Uh, as a football player, and nobody said it one's taken away from the other, but it, it's it's a very tough task with what he's done, and he really needs to come out and have a big game because if he can beat Drew Brees at home when everybody's so down on the Niners, well, then that I think can really be a, a really big momentum boost because then you go into Atlanta or Arizona the following week, and Arizona's got some injuries, and they're three, four, and one, and not the great team. And and then just and hope you kind of build some momentum. And then New England comes to town. Well, that's yes. I stopped there. I didn't keep going. Did <laughs> and then I think that game they should maybe not play it. I think might be best. For, I'm just afraid people are going to get gonna hurt. Be, that's going to be the, that's going to be the best game every fan's going to want to see in the Bay Area is to see well, yeah. Tom Brady play in the Bay Area. And DeBartolo is getting honored at halftime. So. Those are Would that be Lisa DeBartolo? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I guess we'll see how Twitter looks in the next couple of weeks, but potentially. <laughs> um, so that should be interesting. Steph, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Cam has a lot of good, you know, points to be had. I mean, there's, you know, I'm for one, I'm rooting for Colin Kaepernick. I, I really am. I want him to do well. And I do think, I do see a little bit of a difference in him. Um, as far as his social activism and his ability to actually relate to the media finally and to come out with something that he believes in and actually talk, in the past he's just been so reclusive and I think for a lot of ways I think it's actually giving him a little bit more confidence out there or maybe he's just cautioned to the wind now because he's he's just, you know, this is his this is his thing, you know, and he really doesn't care about, you know, who, you know, necessarily offending with it. He's going to do what he's going to do. And, and I think there's something to be said for that. I think for the first time he's actually come across as a leader to some in that locker room. 
are there there some division as far as you know do they think it's the right venue and all that stuff but i think it has sparked a certain amount and I think that that's important. Now, if he does come out and have one game, I do think it could be momentum changing. So I 100% agree with that. And this is not a great uh, New Orleans defense. This isn't actually an opportunity for him to come out and have that kind of game and, and potentially be more accurate and uh, use his legs. Cam, you're very right. This very well could be a shootout. Because if, Ka- if and this is a big if, but if Kaepernick's on his game and can play well, and then obviously Drew Brees, will, who can throw for like a 1,000 yards a game, not really, but a lot. Um, and then you have two mediocre at best, I don't even, not even fair to say that, two, one mediocre and one not good defense. This could be a shootout. This could be a big one. Maybe this is the one that changes it all, guys. Right here, Sunday, New Orleans. I say this every, Cam, I say this every week, just so you know, so don't get there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm the optimistic sports writer. We have the other ones on the other side. So, yes, <laughs> I, I, I try to think of things that why things are going to go right rather than why things are going to go wrong, which is getting harder and harder to do this this season. It's also getting really hard. Where in like the middle of the second quarter or or the end of the first quarter, I'm like, all right, this looks good. This looks good, and then inevitably I'm brought back down to earth really quickly as two players on the 49ers run into each other or as there's a fumble or an interception or just a disaster. I think once, once, I got up, once I got up 14 to nothing last game, I went back and, and tracked down what the leads were in all those other games that they, they had. And I said, yep, they had first half leads here, 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 and here. And we're like, way to be a buzzkill. I'm like, just wait and see. And yep, they blew it. <laughs> yep, they blew it. But maybe not Sunday. Maybe not. Maybe on, not. Is it going to snow? That could help. That would be great. I'm totally down for snow. <laughs> on any given Sunday, you never know what can happen. Um, all right, well, I'm not going to pick them to win on Sunday, but I am going to pick them to maybe win on Sunday. How's that? <laughs> that's, that's... No, you got to go one or the other. I think you got to go in. You, gotta, you know what? Just go against the grain and say they're going to win this game, and everybody's going to say, wow, you know what you're talking about. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, except, Cam, I've done that so many weeks. Everyone's like, you are, you're too much of a homer. <laughs> well, then, then they know not to use you as a betting source, but they know to use you as somebody that, that's with them, right? People that are listening, they're, they're loyal Niner fans. That's true. All right, guys. Yeah, somebody's listening to podcasts right now at 1 and 6. They are loyal fans, right? That's a very good point. All right, to my loyal 49er fans out there, the Niners are going to win on Sunday. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Forecast calls for partly cloudy skies, by the way. 10% chance to rain. You know what? That basically means snow. (laughs) It's basically that means it's going to snow on Sunday. (laughs) Bring your snowshoes. Steph, what do you see happening Sunday? You'll bring us back down to earth. (laughs) You know, you've kind of changed my mind a little bit here because I was just kind of browbeaten as far as watching these games, and they're hard to watch. And, you know, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you changed my mind, you got a hold of the fan in me, and I'm thinking, well, maybe they can do this. Maybe they can pull this off. I mean, there is, you know, losing, you know, obviously is bad, but you can learn from it, and you can learn from things you've done wrong. So, you know, maybe, you know, at some point, these guys are going to be able to turn this around, and I think they have a good opponent to do it. So I'll pick them. I'll pick the 49ers win this, this week. <laughs> Cam, you haven't really you've influenced but you haven't picked yet I don't pick, but I will tell you this <laughs> if, 
it's not going to pick. But think How about convenient. it. If, if, if Chip Kelly, I mean, you're coming off of a bye and a six-game losing streak. So if you can't turn it around this week and at least be competitive, then 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 you're really that's not a good situation because you've had an extra week to prepare for a team that's going to be coming, you know, cross country almost, and you're going to be on your home turf and your guys are going to be rested, right? You're healed up a little bit, and uh, they got to be ready to win. Yeah, I would agree. They do. They should be ready to win. They do have to be ready to win. So we'll see. Time will tell, 49ers fans. You can um, tweet at all of us Sunday and tell us how wrong or right we were. Um, Cam, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a good discussion. You gave us, you gave Steph and I some smiles. It's not always easy when you're a fan of a one in six team. Yeah, I know. We've been crying. Yeah. <laughs> Every week has been one sad song after another. But thank you, Cam. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, my pleasure. Nice discussion. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Go Niners.